Hey, welcome to another episode of the Get More Students podcast. I'm your co-host, Alex Asher, CEO of LearnCube. And I'm Herbert Goethe, founder of HerbertGoethe.com. So today we are going to be talking about a topic that both Herbert and I are exposed to a lot, which <laughs> is uh, you know, how do I start an online tutoring business in 2021? So mm. we know that this, uh, this is going to date us a little bit, but you know, <laughs> what, uh, what, what it takes to start up an online tutoring business this year um, compared to last year or the year before in particular is quite a different story. And because it comes up so often, we thought that this would make a great topic and a great conversation. Uh, so just to provide some context as well, um, so I run a business called LearnCube, and we specialize in a professional virtual classroom software and online school solution for tutoring and language companies. So we are you know, often approached by tutoring and language businesses for that particular purpose. Um, interestingly enough, we actually offer basically increasingly more value as a tutoring or language uh, company grows because as they have more people, uh, more students and more classes, they also have more systems that they need to, to manage. And so with that, um, we often find that we're best able to help, particularly with our more um, yeah, our higher value products like our online school, we're, we're typically able to help at a higher level. You know, when, when a tutor has, you know, more than say five, five, five tutors or, uh, five tutors working on their behalf and likewise a language school with sort of five or more teachers. And, um, so with that, you know, we're really exposed to what tutoring businesses make it and which language mm. and tutoring businesses don't. And we really want to help, you know, those that are starting out. Um, to really know what they're getting themselves into and how to really set themselves up for success. Um, so I, I know you're on a similar kind of level here, Herbert. Tell us about, yeah. tell us about your experience. I mean, it's, it's very similar um, here at the ad agency. So, you know, we run uh, paid advertising campaigns for uh, language schools and education businesses, and I get a lot of calls booked in. Uh, from startups and kind of teacherpreneurs, so to say, wanting to uh, promote their relatively new online teaching business. And my advice is always up to them to create solid foundations first. So to get their offer, you know, intact, um, their website up to scratch. Um, they should have already invested some time and effort into creating their online and social media presence before investing uh, you know, thousands of dollars into paid advertising to acquire more students. So um, that's also the reason why we work uh, more with established education businesses to um, scale further. And that's also why we wanted to create this podcast specifically for those that are starting out so that they mm. know kind of, you know, uh, how to, how to begin and how to think about starting. Cause again, exactly. it's just such a common question. So where to begin? <laughs> right. so starting with timing, actually. Um, so one of the key things that we wanted to answer on you know, how to start is also possibly, you know, when to, to start your online tutoring business. Mm. And, uh, I think the way to answer that is 
I'm going to be going through the questions that we're sort of going to be talking through each one. Yeah. Of, you know, when's the right time is going to depend, you know, on a on a number of factors personal to you, including you know what stage of business you have, but you know who do you serve, you know why do you do what you do, you know maybe kind of think about when when not to start or when to kind of wait to to kind of find the right reasons, you know how are you going to deliver. So there's a, there's a bunch of um, ideas that we're going to talk about today. But um, to begin with, let's talk about, you know, um, why do you want to start an online tutoring business in the first place? Uh, it's a big, yeah. big question, but a lot of people don't answer particularly well, but it's so critical, right, Herbert? Absolutely. Uh, I think, I mean, everyone's online these days. <laughs> and obviously the market for online tutoring services has grown exponentially. So I think a lot of people see that uh, there's an opportunity there. Um, a lot of people want that uh, freedom and flexibility that comes with owning their own business or running their own, uh, you know, tutoring uh, enterprise. So, yeah, I mean, there are a lot of uh, shiny objects there um, that would point towards, uh, you know, going for it and starting your own online t- tutoring uh, company. Yeah. Uh, so I guess one of the things that's changed, and this is why we're really kind of trying to hone in on this idea that in a post-COVID world, there's a different market environment. And mm-hmm. it means that you have to get one thing really right before you even consider kind of growing your business, which is... You know, who do you serve? Because every yeah. single thing, every single decision after that comes from that, that answer. Um, we've actually answered this in a previous episode, episode three, which is how to choose a niche on the Get More Students podcast. Um, but it's just fundamental, right, Herbert? Absolutely. If you, if you don't have a niche, you're going to basically shoot in the dark and really defining who you serve. Uh, who you teach, who you're going to target, it makes everything else down the line much easier. So whether or not you're going to uh, tutor specific ages, maybe just kids, uh, which particular area or subject of tutoring, um, as well as, you know, if you know your niche uh, and have a well-defined niche, you can usually charge more being a specialist rather than a generalist who, you know, tutors everything. Yeah, and I think more than that, I... I think, you know, how do you start an online tutoring business in, in, in today's age? I think it's very difficult to start mm-hmm. a general online tutoring business. Oh, absolutely. So with that in mind, um, and, and knowing that you have to have that niche, um, you really then want to you know, answer this next question. You know, why do you want to serve that group of people, of those individuals? Because mm-hmm. I think without a really strong why, then again, that sort of goes into your story. That goes into your eventually yeah. into your marketing, into your into every other part <laughs> of your service, really. Um, so again, we've talked about why uh, choosing a niche is so important, but it's it's really critical for your storytelling. And and one way to start thinking about you know how do you start that online tutoring business is being very clear on your vision, your mission, and your values. Mm. Um, so I think it is really helpful for you to have this really defined and written down somewhere because we're, we're, <laughs> we're going to talk about, you know, reasons why to start and why not to start a business, but it's going to get hard <laughs> at, yeah. one, at one point in time. And you're going to need to have a really clear understanding of why you're doing what you're doing. 
So, and I, sorry, and I, I also think you always have to look back on your vision, mission, and values when things get tough. When uh, maybe you know you've you've had to make a decision that was maybe a bit out of line, and then going back to what your north star is, and you know, kind of re, uh, reconfiguring so that you are heading in the right direction. Yeah. Exactly right. Um, so particularly the vision and mission are really helpful ways of defining your North Star. So that vision is really relating to that change you're wanting to see in the world. So what's that? That vision is really you know something that doesn't exist. So mm. if you're, again, it's going to rely solely on your choice of niche because you're not going to be able to change the entire world's language uh, learning or tutoring uh, or maths problem, you know, the way that they, they approach maths or whatever your tutoring niche is. But you can change one part of that. And that's where that vision comes in. So what's that? What is that contribution you want to deliver? Yeah. I is like, there any I other like. way that you talk about a vision, like, and how to come up with a strong vision, Herbert? Yeah. I mean, looking at it, uh, you know, just solving a problem. So maybe within the realm of maths tutoring, there is still this kind of niggling problem that, that pupil students have when it comes to learning a particular way or uh, learning a particular style. And you mm. kind of want to flip that around and make it easier for all parties involved. So um, definitely focusing on on some sp- specific problem can definitely help you with, with the vision. Yeah. I mean, d- again, going back to that, again, why choosing your niche is so important, you can't come up with that vision in a strong enough way without having a really clear picture yeah. of that. Um, I'm just thinking in the math tuition sort of space, you know, Helping kids learn, you know, math, you know, better. It's a pretty weak vision. Um, mm. But if you were really kind of focusing on, I don't know, like even a cultural group that were, and you know, we've often talked about um, even co- looking at your strengths in a, in a cultural setting to be able to find yeah. a niche. So it might be, um, you know, kids from. Uh, certainly in, in London, there are a lot of people from, say, the Caribbean, and they have maybe some really interesting cultural values and stories and stuff that they find really fascinating. And if you can kind of combine that and dovetail that with math tutoring for that particular niche, that's going to be fantastic. Whereas, mm-hmm. and it's going to really set you apart, and then you can have a really strong vision about what these um, these kids that maybe have a Caribbean background are going to be able to do with that newfound confidence and understanding of of math. I mean, that's just maybe a a small (laughs) example, uh, maybe hyper niche, but it it does get you onto the idea of what that vision could look like and how a contribution could look like rather than trying to serve every single person. Right. Um, On the the mission side, this is really not just the, the vision you want to see in the world, but how does your business solve or work towards that vision you know why does your business really exist what's its purpose um again herbert do you have any ideas on how somebody could really um, decide on that mission that north star so i mean in in this learning space uh continuous improvement and learning whether that be always trying to find the best method or 
techniques or, or ways of learning. I mean, that can be, you know, your mission to always be at the forefront of um, learning. Uh, you know, that that can be one way of of seeing it. Um, I mean, for example, what would uh, LearnCube's uh, mission statement be if you are able to share it? Yeah, absolutely. So we keep that very much at our forefront. So our our mission, uh, so why we exist is to improve the quality of online tuition uh, and language t- training. So mm. th- th- that's kind of why we exist. And so everything that we do is to try and fit that that purpose. Great. So with that um, in mind, you know, your vision being the thing you'd like to create in the world, your business um, mission being you know, what your company's role in delivering on that, va- that vision is. Uh, also then think about the values. You know, what are the values that are important to you? Um, so for LearnCube, particularly inside of our team, you know, we're all about collaboration, about innovation, about being world class. Um, so those are just some of our values. What are the values that are critical to building your business? Um, what are your what are your yeah, do you have any business values that you'd like to share? absolutely absolutely i mean you know as a as a marketing agency you know one of our uh values is to be data driven so to look at the data and make decisions based off that and kind of that's our um our north star it, it points us in the right direction so always looking at the data and making decisions based on that um as well as always um trying to find the best solution. So even if it's out outside of the realm of uh, the service that we are providing, but it has to do, it is related, we will try to find the solution for our customer. So what are some, um, so those are some, I think, some strong ways to think about why to start your online tutoring business. Uh, what are some reasons not to start an online tutoring business server? <laughs> Probably the number one is is, is money. Uh, looking at it as a, a get-rich-quick scheme, which it, it definitely isn't. And yeah. I think probably most most people would tell you that you shouldn't, at least in the first instance, uh, do it because of the money. Um, definitely. I, I would like to think that most tutors do it for their love of teaching for the love of helping students um, you know go further um, with their lives so yeah that's that's the number one thing makes sense I, I think uh, one of the other reasons not to do it is this idea of grass is greener so mm. there are some really accomplished great tutors and teachers um, they do a fantastic role they actually really enjoy the teaching that's the thing they love the most but they get kind of caught out and trapped by this idea of the grass is always greener. Um, so if they had their own business, you know, I wouldn't my lifestyle be so much better. <laughs> uh, and often it won't be, uh, certainly not no. in the initial stages. I think the lifestyle would be far worse uh, because you are, are now trying to build something bigger than yourself. Like you're not, you're not just trying to fill your day worth of teaching. You're trying to fill other tutors days full of uh, meaningful teaching and tutoring so that can um, I think that can really cause some some problems because if uh, a tutor is really good at tutoring that doesn't mean you're going to be a great business owner and I say that with respect but just simply um, for the same reason why a 
a lot of um, people that love cooking at home shouldn't start a restaurant. <laughs> it really changes when it's your business and your profession to to kind of in this case it's, it's not just to teach more it's to build a, an online tutoring business yeah and the systems and processes involved in that of recruiting other other teachers and retaining them um the administrative side the financial side of things the marketing uh there there's a lot on your plate and not yeah. just teaching and that's why knowing why you're going to do something is so important because why would you start a, a business if you were going to make your life a lot harder? Um, mm. You were going to actually make less money because you then had to be responsible for the overheads that go into running a business. Um, maybe you didn't actually like the idea of having to deal with marketing, which you're absolutely going to have to do regardless when you start, is to yes. get that right, regardless of whether you think you're a marketer or not. There's not going to be anybody else that's going to be able to do that work for you. So you're going to have to be okay with doing that marketing. You're going to have to be okay with making a sale. So again, tutors that are used to working for somebody else, they often don't have to deal with taking money and asking no. the money up front and dealing with a parent that doesn't pay on time or doesn't want to pay on time. Exactly. Uh, there are loads of reasons why that's quite painful. <laughs> and I think it's really important that people know why they're you know and if they're if they've got a really strong vision you know well you know what i'm really trying to build is uh, a totally new approach to math tutoring um that's uh, unique and, and actually uh, really works with um i don't know kids of ages you know four to ten to really set them up for life well uh, that's going to be a lot more that's going to be compelling but if it's just to to make money as soon as you stop as soon as you don't see the money come in yeah, you're gonna you're gonna quit the business. Yeah. So we talked a lot about um, who you serve, um, why you do what you do with that vision, mission, values, the wrong reasons to to start a business. The next thing is how are you going to you know again kind of going into the more kind of direct question of how to start an online tutoring business. What do you need? You know, mm. you're going to need, um, firstly, you're going to have to have that, that, that dialed and have a business plan. I feel like that's its own episode. So we're not going to go into how to create a <laughs> yeah. business plan or, um, how to create, uh, you actually will learn a lot in this podcast around like marketing strategies, but you're also going to have to have an overarching marketing strategy to get to that niche that you're really going to be serving. Um, so I think those are some like some basics. Um, you're going to need um, some form of technology at one point in time. Again, you can totally get by when you're starting out. Um, so particularly with LearnCube, you know, we offer an online whiteboard. We offer a virtual classroom um, for independent teachers. Uh, and then for those that are sort of making that next move, we offer an, an online school or an online, basically an online tutoring platform. But... Um, all of those things uh, come in time, and when you're starting, you, though that's not an essential piece. Mm. Uh, probably the most essential piece is the reason that you kind of uh, are listening to this podcast, which is you need to you need students, and <laughs> you need to get more students, which is kind of on the on the tin with this uh, with this episode. So, uh, what are the other aspects that you think you're going to have to have really clear, Herbert? Well, you really need to flesh out your offer and how you're actually going to, you know, facilitate 
um, reaching reaching your goal and and delivering yeah. on on your mission mission. So is it's going to take the form of private tutoring, so one on one tutoring, or group tutoring, or yeah. maybe a self study course. You know, whatever that may be. Um, you've got to know um, you know what your offer is, and also of course a big pain point with a lot of um, tutors starting out is how to price my product. Um, yeah. Should I go with the market? You know, if I go niche, maybe I can charge higher. Um, you know, this really reflects your your choice of niche. Yeah, and it's, it's all about your positioning, right? So your pricing mm. reflects your position in the market. That price is also going to impact depending if you're offering one-to-one, small group, much larger group, a mix of all, all of those will provide different anchor points. So they're, they're going to have different pricing implications for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously a lot of thought and research needs to go into that. Um, again, uh, having a business plan will help you with this because then you'll have to crunch the numbers to see what, uh, you know, what works for you in terms of margins and et cetera. Um, but yeah. Those are probably the, the the main things that that you need to cover. So technology, you know, how you're going to deliver the actual tutoring lessons, yeah. um, and your offer in terms of uh, you know private one-to-one group and the pricing of that. Yeah, um, and those systems don't have to be super dialed. Actually, like um, what I was saying before is you could have a generic video conference software like a Zoom or a, a Google Meet to begin with, and then. Once you have those students, mm. you can use LearnCube to kind of differentiate yourself. Absolutely. Um, but likewise, it all comes down to can you get enough students, which is <laughs> that's the, right. the fundamental. Absolutely. And you can start off scrappy. You know, it yeah. doesn't all need to be dialed in from, from day one. Yeah. Um, you kind of need to test the market and to see uh, it, to get feedback from potential customers to, to see if they're interested in what you're offering. Yeah, and even even at a base level, you need to prove that somebody's willing to pay for your services, right? Mm. So if you have no students, there is you have no evidence yet that you can build an online tutoring business. So number one is can you find anyone willing to pay you money for your service? Um, and then you can kind of build up from there, I guess. Or from there, yeah. Just um, getting like, the first student, I think, is, the, is yeah. that that's the biggest hurdle, like going from zero to one. Uh, yeah, it's a huge mental mental uh, barrier as well. Yeah, it goes from something that's hypothetical that could happen to something that's now real um, and everything that goes with that. Um, likewise, you know, do you need a website? No, not necessarily. You do need students, but you, do, you don't need a mm. website no. to start a business. You might need a website to grow your business. You know, a lot of people start with Facebook site. I think I actually think that something online in terms of a, a space where somebody can mm. view your, your offer is a necessity. Like you can't get away with not having, let's say, even easier is a lot of the time is just having uh, a free free Facebook page as right. the website. I've seen a lot of people that haven't got a website but have got a Facebook page and have definitely built enough students to build their the start of their business. Yeah, I've seen that as well. A lot of tutors have have that. Yeah. Um, and then what else do you need to um, start your online tutoring business? You're going to need to have a reason for people to buy you know, your service in terms of standing out. You're going to have to have a reason that somebody will choose you over somebody else. And it, I don't, uh, personality is certainly one of the things that you should be really pushing on when you start. 
but that's not your only USP um, mm. because that if you're starting a business, you're naturally thinking of how can I build a business that's more than just me? Because at one stage, you're going to want to sell that business or have somebody manage that business, either of those two options. And they can't really work. They can't do either of those two things if you're the only one that does the teaching and you're the only one that does literally every single part of the business. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, it's a great way to start off with, um, kind of using yourself uh, as the face of the business, so leveraging your personality, your, your background, your personal experiences, but then looking more into... You know, how am I going, what is my USP? How am I going to stand out from all of those other tutors and tutoring companies? Whether that is personalized, customized materials, your own teaching method, a, a new approach, uh, to, 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 to teaching something or, you know, leveraging a technology that's out there that, that isn't being maybe used in a certain way. Yeah, that's right. Uh, also, I mean, we had a fantastic example. We were actually talking with somebody that had an online tutoring business and we were kind of trying to really get, you know, what, you know, should she start, you know, how does she going to grow her online tutoring business? And it seemed like the big thing for her was this idea of really helping disadvantaged kids um, mm. in their teens and possibly those that had had a real struggle and a challenge. Um, in integrating into their normal kind of their normal schooling, yeah. and so that that her vision, I guess, was to, uh, a world where um, disadvantaged students and those that have experienced possibly even trauma have a, a a real way of being reintegrated into society and, to, and into traditional schools, and so her mission was to help those disadvantaged children. Um, and she had some really strong values. Um, and because she had chosen that niche of disadvantaged students within the UK as well, um, it really gave her also a bit of a USP because Definitely. then that was part of her USP was her niche itself. No one else was really going to be dealing with the way that she kind of described were, were more like the emotional and supportive mental health side of, mm. of tutoring. And she felt that she could really deliver on that. And she's really passionate about that. And obviously yeah. had done a lot of, you know, when you're passionate about something, you learn a lot about it. Felt like mm. she had a lot to offer. So that was an, a USP that, and, and a way of standing out that she was going to start doing also with her storytelling and with her marketing. Yeah. Um, but it sort of tied into all of those. You know, she had a personality. She had the, she had a, a clear understanding of how she would use materials, how she'd use materials online and online whiteboard mm. or in a virtual classroom. She had a, quite a clear idea of that method of taking somebody and, and kind of building up trust and then really yeah. providing really practical examples to that, um, to that student. Um, and she was getting referral business because then the channels were really obvious because everything again had sort of built up from that niche. Um, I don't know if you had any other kind of comments from that conversation, Herbert. No, I think that was a fantastic example. Uh, it just goes to show how important uh, a clear vision is, and hers was crystal clear, very powerful uh, and strong um, values, and, and she, she knows exactly who she wants to help and, and how she, she's going to go about that um, to 
kind of take take a person from point A to point B um, through these you know different methods and materials uh, and doing that she really kind of uh, puts herself out there as this um, as this, the person to go to for this specific uh, situation. That's exactly right. So we're going to um, close close this particular episode. I'll just do a quick summary of what we've done today on how to start an online tutoring business in the modern era, <laughs> in 2021, <laughs> shall we say. Um, but that is to be crystal clear on who you serve. Secondly is understand why you're getting into business and why you want to really help that target market. Um, with your vision, mission, and values as being, you know, but that's going to be your scaffolding and structure and foundations for building the business. Uh, you're also going to have a clear understanding of how you're going to deliver that service and, and how that's going to contribute back into the reason your business actually exists. So that's thinking of things like your technology, whether it be a video conference, virtual classroom, online school system, whatever it may be, the, you know, the, we're, you're going to have to have a very clear understanding of how you're going to go about that. You know, is it one-to-one, small group, otherwise? You're going to have to have a very clear understanding of your positioning, and that will impact your marketing and your pricing. And you're going to have to have a very clear idea of what makes you unique in the in the market and that again go back to our how to choose um, a niche episode episode three of the get more students podcast because that'll again will set you in good stead anything i've forgotten about how to start an online tutoring business today (laughs) i don't think so Uh, a lot of people are probably asking hey but how about the marketing alex and herbert (laughs) how do i actually get new students but uh lucky for you we will be covering that in a future episode of the podcast Exactly. So definitely hit the subscribe button. Um, what we try and do is provide ideas, inspiration, and motivation to entrepreneurs just like you. So we'll hopefully see you again soon. Catch you in the next one.